0: perched high atop the bugle planet building in sunny gotham city it's hey kids comics with two guys who are always ready to seduce the innocent your hosts andrew farmer and the jedi cole houston and now it's time for hey kids comics
1: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to hey kids comics uh i'm your host andrew farmer with me as always your other host the jedi cole houston hello cole
0: Hello there. How are you? I am... I'm in an odd mood. Oh, are you? Yeah. That's I, never good. That's, no, it's probably not, but... It's always pseudo-dangerous. But oddly enough, I think the mood fits.
1: You think it fits for tonight? All right. I
0: think it, I think it fits for the topic. Okay.
1: Yeah, we were, we were initially going to do... Um, start a story arc on... Uh, on some villains this week and that just didn't, didn't work out. But um, in the, in the research for those villains, I got to thinking because so many of, we're not to bury the lead. We're going to do the flash, but so many of the flash, like, <laughs> like when you look at the Batman's villains, you've got this weird mix of like Cronenberg meets uh, Wes Anderson villainy. <laughs> But, it, but it's symptomatic of Gotham City, right? Like, you've got this weird, like, it's very Tim Burton, not to, you know, not to put a fine point on it. But, but I started thinking about the Flash villains, and they're all weirdos for no apparent reason.
0: Yeah, I think in, in some cases, and this will be the uh, crux of our explorations, to say the least, it, it seems like weird people getting their hands on high tech.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk about that more, but I started thinking about, like, Rat Catcher and Trickster and these guys that just, apropos of nothing, just kind of like somehow C-list villains that got elevated to a rogue, you know, like a rogues gallery status. But then I started thinking about all the weirdo, misplaced characters that find themselves in these real kind of gods and monsters scenarios in these yeah
0: i think and and that's rather why uh just right this second the official title of this issue is odds and monsters oh (laughs) and
1: we decided we were going to do something we haven't done in a while um partially inspired by cole's uh Descend into the heart of darkness, um, where he's gone back and listened to God knows how many uh, back issues of this show. Or what are you up to now?
0: I actually today. um, What am I? 137 issues in. God, man. Something like that. Yes.
1: That is that is horrifying to me to go back and listen to us for 134 hours is (laughs) a nightmare.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm rapidly reaching the 150 mark, and I'm actually, uh, I estimate, to be about one-third through the entire catalog.
1: That's a lot. That's a lot, buddy. Um, But the point of this was, we haven't done a show in, I don't know how many, where we've tested ourselves by not doing research. (laughs) Yes, indeed. We used to do them. It used to be a standard of the show where we would be like, we're going to go in completely sight unseen, and see if we can fill an hour with our bullshit, having done no research whatsoever. And um, that's what we're going to do tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're going oh, without a net.
0: Yeah, in fact, this will harken back to uh, ages ago on this network. Uh, we used to do a little something called the Half-Ass Roundtable.
1: God, I missed the Half-Ass Roundtable.
0: I know. We would have people write in with topics that we would – there would be three topics to choose from. We'd have no idea what any of them were. They were just color-coded. We'd pick a color. Yep. And then we away we'd go. Those who were uh, on the roundtable for that episode would be compelled, as it were, to do a half-hour show based on a topic. Well, whatever it was. was. Stunt podcasting.
1: It, it was definitely an improv group doing podcasts. That's yeah. what it was.
0: So this is going to be a bit akin to that, except we kind of knew the topic going in. Uh, though, much like half Ass Roundtable, not a lot of time between conception yeah. and inception.
1: But I think we're going to be fine. So the, the so we'll odds the and monsters we get <clears throat> is a great title that you just came up with on the fly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Literally
1: just came up with that title because that was not the title three minutes ago,
0: ladies no, and gentlemen. No, it wasn't. We had a whole different title lined up. We're like, "Oh, what do we call this?" Okay, here's the title. And I know, like, and and that title shall remain forever a mystery. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: And only to myself and Andrew.
1: It was um, to quote: uh, If you, if you, if none of you out there have watched Brock yet, and you have Hulu. I can't more strongly suggest watching Brockmeyer. It is a fantastic show, but uh, Mr. Megorium's Masturbatorium, um, that that's what we're gonna tell you it is, even though that's not what it is. Wow. Oh god, if you haven't seen that, I could do I could do I could do the rest of this show about Brockmeyer. It is it is a it is a delight. That show is a delight. Um, <laughs> ah. but yeah, so you know, I was thinking about all these super groups and these teams, and the people that end up on them sometimes, <laughs> sometimes because they're the favorite of the guy. There are people out there who writers who want to bring these people in, and they're their favorite. Um, Bendis was uh, is not was, but is awful about this. He'll have a favorite character, and you, well, you can...
0: know. Also, I've heard that there are people out there turning music into gold. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> but
0: I, I haven't done one of those in so you have long. You
1: haven't. You really haven't.
0: I listened to about 20 different issues of this show where I would just pull some just weird half-ass out. reference out of my ass there. Out of my whole ass. Out of your whole ass. No, but like Bendis does it where he
1: takes one of his... His favorite characters, and, and you can bet Dimes to Donuts that any book that he's going to be involved in is going to have that character in it. Um, he's going to show up in some respect or another. Um, Grant Morrison's bad about it, too. I love Grant.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought up Bendis because I did promise for each issue, and again, I forget to bring my damn notes in here with me, uh, to uh, you know, hearken back to some past. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, some element of a past issue. And uh, th- this, of course, reminded me of one where I just, I received equal parts of your pride and scorn Oops. by invoking a Bendis like Beckham. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that reminded me of that one. So uh, I so
1: often forget that these things exist until you decide to <laughs> Unlo- unleash them on me yet again.
0: And uh, what was it? I'm trying to remember now there was one movie that, like, it took 138 issues to get a reference to it. <laughs> <laughs> and every now and again, I will point out that we would, as I'm listening to the archive, we would indicate that something was the first time it was referenced. And, and I it said,
1: no, was nope, not the first nope, time it was
0: referenced. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> never
1: I, never I, was the first time it was referenced. And,
0: and there was, what was wonderful, or what is wonderful about that, is discovering that pretty much universally we don't know what the hell we just said. Oh, no. God, no. God, and now no. I'm going back and finding out what the hell we said. Just,
1: yeah, you shouldn't do that. the that's that's how that's how people get caught with doing war crimes and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but right now I am embroiled in the More on More oh, God. story arc, which was three issues after we did a spotlight on Alan Moore. Because was it we just, three?
1: Because I thought it was more than three. Or did we
0: just oh, do three? We, just, we could not wait. In fact, we announced during the creator spotlight number or whatever, Alan Moore, that we – It became patently obvious this was an arc in the making, so it was the only arc that actually has a supplement, as it were. But I thought we did –
1: I thought we did the Creator Spotlight, and I thought we did five on more after
0: that. Oh, well, we did five on more, but we only waited three issues after.
1: Oh, yes, okay, yes, yes. We did
0: Robots Not in Disguise and a couple of others.
1: That was a that was a hairy story. That was a lot of research that went into that story arc. That was only three was issues from... after.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, three three weeks later we. Uh, in fact, in one case, I think we recorded two shows in one night, as indicated <laughs> by some <laughs> little we it, it stop. joke having we were doing. Uh, but you know, we we were barreling up on just dropping ourselves, and what was the uh, the term that was used was the impenetrable beard. <laughs> That's, that is alan moore he, he really so, is uh, a uh and let me tell you jefferson harris if god forbid you continue to listen to this show for all these years damn we got to get you back on the show Oh, jefferson's
1: jefferson's a madman
0: it was insane to listen to that jefferson's
1: a madman like yeah we need to get we need to get our we need to get our uh, stable back. It's been too long since a lot of these people made appearances.
0: So this Amen. is why we need a
1: booker. Yeah. Again, we need an intern and we need a booker. We need somebody that can follow up on the crap that we say we're gonna do, and we also need somebody oh, that can book I, people. I'm
0: cataloging all of the, the promises made, and we're going to slowly uh, keep those promises. During which time, we'll promise other shit we'll never get around to. That's right. We we,
1: we that is our platform. We're going because to we promise, really need a, promises.
0: We need a separate showrunner. Promises, uh,
1: promises. Who did that <laughs> song I, in the 80s?
0: Yes, uh, somebody.
1: Uh, I want to say the Thompson I, Twins, but it's not the Thompson Twins.
0: Yeah, I only know two 80s artists. One's Huey Lewis and the News and the other isn't.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but, and, and one final note is that... Uh, <laughs> It was often a challenge to see who would beat who to the punch with uh, when uh, referred to as showrunner. Run, runner!
1: Run, runner! Oh, God. Good times.
0: Indeed. Good and there, times. And rolling. This is issue 351. We've crossed yet another one of those every 25 or 50 milestones, depending on how really particular you I are I think we
1: refer to that as crossing the Rubicon cuz there's no coming back now. We're in it.
0: <laughs> or, or as they said, in the back in the in the really rad 80s uh, gleaning the Rubicon.
1: Yeah, we 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 uh we 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 we, we, we grimmed we the cute the Krube. We grimmed the, cu- the Krube. Krub. That's what we did here. That's
0: Well, the Krube were, were actually one of those uh, fairy tale races on Grim. Oh, were they? So it was actually grimming the crew. There were some sort of like uh, owl we We're going to talk about Jimmy <laughs> krupa <laughs> They were owl bears. Another. They were all bears. Real early into the show, owl bears were all the rage.
1: <laughs> I mean, they still should be.
0: If... But we were here to talk about odds and monsters, not so much monsters like owl bears. But I want to lead in, I don't, I don't want to bury the lead on this, because if we're going odds and monsters, here is an odd and a monster all rolled into one. None other than recent, recently celebrated in Marvel Legends build-a-figure form, the infamous, what is he, the, uh, the uh, commandant of the Pacific Northwest human work camps, <laughs> specifically the core who? Located in Niagara Falls, so not, you know, closer to your neck of the woods than mine. None other than earth Two Ninety Five own Sugar Man. Oh, God. We, we, we really talking about Sugar Man now? We have to talk about Sugar Man. I, my first encounter, because, I mean, what Sugar Man first appears, where? New Mutants or something?
1: Oh. Or Age of
0: Apocalypse? Age
1: of Apocalypse, I believe,
0: was Sugar Man's... Generation Next, number two, April 1995, The Sugar Man. But my first encounter with Sugar Man was as a toy biz action figure that graced the pages of toy magazines and the shelves of... um, where it collected considerable dust of Toys R Us back in the day. Sugar Man was one of those back in the old days of Marvel Legends and Marvel action figures under Toy Biz. Yeah. One of the most inexplicable choices to uh, immortalize in plastic. And the original Sugar Man was just a single big-ass boxed figure back in those days. Under the Mutant Monsters line, Sugar Man. Well, those,
1: those Toy Biz uh toys we could do an entire this episode could just be the why god why
0: did you make oh absolutely did
1: did you make a gw bridge
0: well i I love the fact that uh oh it it had sound i didn't realize that (laughs) it was wicked laugh and big bad bite oh god but, yeah, I just – I felt like we had to give Sugar Man a, uh, an honorable mention or a, uh, an opening slot here because this is one of those characters that I just I, – Sugar Man.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I, That's all I can say.
1: I am sure. I am positive that there are plenty of Sugar fans out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah! Well, you, this has now become Sugar Fan Podcast.
1: Yes, Sugar Fannies out there that sugar would <laughs> <laughs> that would that would go to the mat to tell me all about how great Sugar Man is. But I honestly don't know a single one of them, and I know a lot of comic book fans.
0: Well, apparently he has a novelty. Um, he does. I know where you're interested kind in. Of, yeah, yeah, he's got like a novelty Mulder replica. With sugar embossed yeah. on its surface. I, I'm kind of comparing the original Toy Biz and the uh, Marvel Legends Build A Figure. Uh, the Build A Figure, uh, apparently, Sugar Man was the demonic manager of a.
1: 7 Eleven. Yes, oh, he was.
0: He no, was a manager of a, uh, a TGI Fridays or a. <laughs> or a, What was the thing from uh, Ben Seller's show? Uh, P.J. O. or whatever. That
1: <laughs> I missed that <laughs> show. I need to go back and watch that show. God damn it.
0: Because on his giant ass uh, tactical suspenders. Yes. He apparently has flair. He is the. Um, I didn't realize Sugar Man had flair. He is the
1: dark X-Men, Age of Apocalypse version of Jim Varney. When you <laughs> think about it. That's so true. Yeah, he's got the big oversized suspenders on.
0: That explains this one panel. Know what I mean, Vern?
1: Right, right. That's why he's always trying to shill sour cream. (laughs) That's a deep Jim Varney cut. That is a
0: very deep Jim Carney butt. Jim Carney butt. (laughs) Jim Carney butt is actually uh, the name of my next album. Jim Carney butt. Jim
1: Carney butt. It sounds like... It sounds like a bad leprechaun from
0: something. Uh, hi, it's Jim Carney, but... Yeah, it's Jim
1: Carney, but... I've oh, come what to steal your
0: doing. lucky charms. I don't know hey, what I'm
1: accent I'm doing I'm right now. i
0: it's, it's my evil cousin, <laughs> Jim Cut! <Barnicott. laughs> come to get my party, girl. No? <laughs>
1: I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing.
0: We should walk away from this. We and probably and, and, should. Walk away from the very tongue-centric...
1: <laughs> no um yes good I'm glad that you brought him up I'm going I'm going heavy right now because I have a feeling that we're gonna run out of time pretty quickly yeah we,
0: we need to rush
1: and the, re- the one of the main reasons I wanted to tackle this was to talk about the 90s Avengers oh um, yeah so there was an event in the late 80s coming into the 90s called Inferno I don't know if you remember Inferno. Inferno is when uh, Lilith released all the demons on the earth, and everybody oh God. fought them demons. Um, and it was a big deal for like a minute, just like all the other <laughs> things that Marvel's ever done. Um, but one of the things that they did was they kind of like used this as a as a as a launching pad to re to reinvent uh the Avengers and bring a whole bunch of quote unquote new blood in, including. Some people that I really, really like, but also had no right to be an Avenger. (laughs) Um, This is the bomber jacket Avengers phase.
0: Oh, yes. Which in
1: and of itself is very misfitting because you had guys on this team, all of them wearing bomber jackets. Okay. All of them wearing like bomber jackets with a big A emblazoned on them. But a couple of the members who would wear the bomber jackets were members like Stingray. Now I want you to think about this. Stingray was an ocean was a uh, was a um, help me call guy who studies ocean.
0: Oh, he was, uh, oceanographer.
1: Yeah, thank you. Or and
0: a or marine a marine bi- biologist. Yeah, that was it. yeah he yeah. was a marine biologist.
1: The, the, dressed up in a stingray costume and was like an underwater superhero guy, like an Iron Man of the underwater, but like. But like the bus and truck, uh, if there was an underwater Iron Man, he would be the bus (laughs) and truck version of that.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. He was the Iron Man of the Seven Seas.
1: Yeah. And he um, was underwater a lot. Pretty much all he did was underwater stuff.
0: I am the Iron Man of the Sea. And he
1: wore, and and this guy wore a bomber jacket. How effective is a guy in a bomber jacket if he's underwater (laughs) all the time?
0: He has to find like some kind of storage locker or something to hang it up in.
1: He's got one of them wet bags.
0: Just oh, okay. In.
1: Yeah, it's just dragging behind him everywhere he goes in the ocean. Um, so he's running around. Um, uh, but but more, making more sense, but less apt to be um, an Avenger <laughs> would be Dennis Dunphy, otherwise known as D-Man. You know um,
0: how- yeah, the Avengers have had some bad.
1: They've had um, some, they've definitely had some oddballs in their ranks for no good reason. My thing about, my thing about D-Man is, you know, in every, how it's, it's much parodied after the, uh, Ditko Spider-Man issue, where he, um, takes his costume off and throws it in the trash can? Yeah. Yeah, D-Man's the one that goes and picks them out of the trash can, <laughs> and then wears them.
0: Yeah, and you know, oftentimes he'll, like, in the summer, because you know it gets pretty uh,
1: I like girls that wear Abercrombie and
0: pitch what <laughs> sorry you said well, in you the know, summer oh yeah especially cuz in the summer uh you got people you know walk around Say half it. dead hotter hotter than match head yeah
1: thank you thank you
0: in the summer in the city in
1: the summer in the city car horns honking man uh, yeah. just sweating
0: yeah, and so
1: Oftentimes D-Man was the Zodiac
0: sh- killer. <laughs> D-Man will often be seen, you know, just sporting some discarded Hulk
1: pants. Well, but my thing is, half of his costume is the original Daredevil costume, and the other half is a Wolverine mask.
0: <laughs> the other half is, you know, whatever he found in the trash.
1: He is a shit chimera. <laughs>
0: that's
1: what, That's what he is. And it I really love him. Is. I love him, and I want more than anything for them to make an actual Marvel Legends of D-Man. I
0: he know that they made
1: a pick. Scourge when they made Scourge D-Man into Scourge. I know they made that figure. Don't come at me with that. I want an actual D-Man figure.
0: Don't classic D-Man. I, I that needs to be a Walgreens exclusive with a
1: hobo head. Yes, with a scraggly oh, yeah. beard hobo head. Is that head? <laughs> that's huge. It looks like an orange on a toothpick. I need to watch So I Married an Axe Murderer again, apparently. I'm having weird weird So I Married an Axe Murderer flashbacks. Um, but also member of that team was one of my favorites, Gilgamesh. Do you remember Gilgamesh, Cole?
0: Gilgamesh, if, if I recall, at one time had like uh, – he was very – he was like Charles Schwab bullish on America. Yes,
1: yes. You are correct.
0: <laughs> He had like a bull helmet. Get he a bull helmet,
1: on. yeah. Well, he was supposed to be. was this... like uh, that that
0: uh, Smithy guy in uh, Game of Thrones, the uh, Gendry.
1: Well, he the, the story. Himself
0: he a bull helm.
1: Unfortunately, I know a lot of the story of of Gilgamesh. He's the the reason he's called the Forgotten One or Gilgamesh, is because he's the hero of all of these. Roman and Greek and Sumerian legends that is just kind of Vandal savaged his way through time, not accomplishing much. <laughs> Unlike Vandal Savage, just not doing anything. But he was a member of of this Avengers team. Um, and I like Gilgamesh. Don't get me wrong. I think Gilgamesh is a weird, good character. Um, Blunderstrike. Uh, he's uh, been around. like He's not even Thunderstrike level, which he is a member of. The '90s Avengers as well. So.
0: He used to be Gilgamesh, but now he's not. Blunderstrike.
1: Correct. Strike. Yes, <laughs> him. That that one.
0: Um, Except he what didn't used to be Gilgamesh. He just always was.
1: Yeah, like maybe I guess we'll say yes. Um, you know these guys, and and it's because I don't know. It's it's one of those cases where they were trying to. Uh, Bring in new blood and st- throw a bunch of sh- a bunch of shit against the wall and see what would stick, and this this is the group that had U.S. Agent after Captain America wasn't there anymore.
0: Oh, that's right, sporting red, white, and black.
1: Yep, and uh, and uh, Reed Richards and Sue Reed, <laughs> or yeah, Sue uh, Reed Richards and Sue Richards were in it as well. Um,
0: weird. Was well, group... this about the time that the FF were also like wearing you know? Yes. Sp- Forty uh, vests from uh, Bass Pro Shop.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is when they. This is when they had their uh, their North Face on.
0: That's right. There was that uh, oh, hell that sportswear that used to advertise with the mother and son.
1: But possibly the biggest thumb in the eye in this entire group, and this entire group is weirdos, right? The only ones that I think aren't possibly considered I could consider weirdos <laughs> Quasar. Yeah, kind of was around for a while, um, and maybe Cersei because she has a history with the Avengers. Like I'll give I'll give those to it, but everybody else in this group is a total weird bag. Um, they stuck Jim Hammond on this team. Jim Hammond was the original Human Torch. Oh wow! So they said Sue and Reed. We know you. <laughs> we know. We know Johnny can't be here. Here's Jim Hammond the original torch. Figure it out. Like what? Like It's like a it, it's like a, a reality show where they he's, want wanted to gin up some drama.
0: Yeah, it's like he's a
1: He's we got the wrong one.
0: Yeah. I, I know somebody we sent our an intern and they got uh oops all the torches. <laughs> <laughs> and this was also during Black Knight's rip-off lightsaber phase. Oh, it was. It the was. That's, clean, yeah, that's later. The uh, jaundiced Vision, post-burn. Right. The clean-shaven Hercules.
1: Yes, yes. They made some choices, man. Yeah. They and made some they choices.
0: In, they brought in crystal from the Inhumans.
1: They. I'm telling you, they were just... I don't know what they were doing. Like that's my thing. Is like, is like, what were they trying to accomplish by doing this? <laughs> that's what I need to know. Is like, what did they think was going to happen by by by
0: by doing this? But- yeah, I found a, an, an article. I have to read this excerpt where the uh, author is saying that he went for years thinking Cersei and Crystal were A-list, big deal Avengers characters. <laughs> for- Presumably, this was his entree into the uh, comic.
1: I feel bad. Um, Anybody who came into the Avengers during this time period? (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, anybody who started in the 90s because they had two teams, one comprised with Gilgamesh Demolition Man, U.S. Agent, and Stingray, directly followed by one that had Rage Machine Man, Crystal, Thunderstrike, and Darkhawk.
0: Well, and in a real irony, uh, wasn't like the uh, the transitional uh, post oh, um, Frank Miller Black Widow, where she's starting to let her hair grow out again, mm-hmm. but, but she's still wearing the simple costume <coughs> that has the off center symbol on her chest, and then they make her cover it up with a bomber jacket.
1: Yep. Yep, there were a lot, so many weird, dumb things. There's just, uh I'm not even going to get into throwing Moon Knight on a group, ever. What? I love, Moon Knight's my favorite character, but he doesn't belong on a superhero no. group, you idiots.
0: He he barely belongs by himself. I mean, Frenchie is enough in the line of fire. Right, right. You don't need to put the rest of the Avengers and and God forbid, poor uh, Crimson Cowl there. The, <laughs> the, I mean, uh, Edwin Jarvis rather in the mi- mix of things.
1: So what do you got? What's another? Uh, what's another like? Just like well, guys that don't belong.
0: About a, a, ba- a yeah, but him, but but who also doesn't belong, of Pop-Up, uh, is 3D Man. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing ads for 3D Man in the comics back before I realized that oftentimes if you saw, like, 3D Man, Fabulous Origin, first issue, and it's like – why is it in number 35 if it's the first issue? <laughs> of course, because it was Marvel Premiere 35, 1977. Jeez. So this is the year that brought Star Wars and 3D Man into my life. And 3D Man, oh, God forbid, he's created by uh, Roy Thomas as a. Uh, An homage to a Joe Simon Jack Kirby character called Captain 3D, apparently published in 1953 with two pairs of 3D glasses. Oh, really? Yes, indeed. The 3D man rocked it in a much more stylish costume. But apparently he was – 3D man was brothers Chuck and Hal Chandler, and they sort of become the 3D man.
1: Weren't they triathletes?
0: One was apparently a test pilot who was captured by Skrulls and the other uh, I guess worked at seven eleven or something. Yeah,
1: right. He he worked oh, with Sugar are, Man.
0: How was a research scientist.
1: Okay. All right.
0: And his brother was imprinted on the lenses of his glasses.
1: That feels so awkward.
0: He, he'd been transformed into a two dimensional being. Okay. So whether well, he put on his glasses and concentrated,
1: <laughs> was it like it's a it's a schooner? Like you had to look at yeah, it with certain
0: eyes. Sc- schooner is a sailboat. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! Uh, so uh, yeah, apparently he once he becomes three D man, he has three times his normal human abilities. So, guess what, Ant-Man? There's somebody who is more powerful yet worse off than you. I was
1: going to Well, I was going to say, um,
0: you think Ant-Man got some shit on Saturday Night Live?
1: 3 3 times isn't that much when you're in a group with Super Soldiers, Hulk's, Thor's. Like if you want to hold your own, I can tell you 3 times my strength. It ain't that much strength. Especially, what was he, a, a research scientist yeah. and a test pilot? It, it wasn't I mean, like...
0: Yeah, like his brother, and but then three times whose power? Right. The, the pasty scientist? Or...
1: Well, regardless of whose power. like, Like, anybody who works out regularly is going to be three times my strength. It's sad. Some sad stuff. All right. What about t- talk to me about um, I know you got something for this do you got anything for the Justice League is there anybody you can think of in the Justice League that fits this bill
0: well let me let me tell you one thing we were uh, we were given some serious grief to snapper car we were on a uh, <laughs> past issue of the show ages ago and kind of think on the justice League they've had some some real sad characters, I know. I'm not as steeped in the Justice League's history as I am with the Avengers, but I'm trying to think. I I know there was... When you talk about the bomber jacket period, and there was the... I I would call it the Super Friends period. Okay. uh, Where you had Vibe, Uh Gypsy, Aquaman as the babysitter. (laughs) Um... And you had Dale Gunn, the guy who just sat there and watched the monitors.
1: Right, the perv.
0: Yeah, he was just like some old dude. He's like some high school teacher or something.
1: I stationed Zebra up there with the yeah. Kleenex boxes on his feet.
0: But, uh, yeah, this was the period where you just had some of the worst choices. Like, how did you rate the Justice League? I mean, seriously, how bad off, off are they?
1: Well, and one of the ones that got me and it's one of the one of the original kind of members of the Justice League. And it's not that it's not that it's a bad character, it's just a weird choice to be in the Justice League, appearing in Justice League America one oh three, so really early on, and still technically active in the Justice League, is the Phantom Stranger.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: Basically Spectre level Kind of like Angel of Vengeance um, is a member of the Justice League and has been for like 50 years. <laughs> like that is weird. Yeah, that's a that is a weird that is a weird choice to be in the Justice League. Like all the other kind of opening members of the Justice League, I get. You know, you've already got you know about 50 issues later, so about two years later, you have Zatanna. You can retire the Phantom Stranger at that point. Oh, he's
0: persistent.
1: Well, yeah, he's just there. He just shows up where he wants because he's omnipotent and omniscient. And yet you decided, I guess maybe he decided he wanted to be a member of the Justice League. And then what are you going to do? Say no? You you can't say no to the Phantom Stranger if he shows up and says, I want to be a member of your Justice League. You're going to be like, all right, well, I guess Phantom Stranger's here now. (laughs) We're We're not getting rid of him. So he's here. Yeah, I did like the vibe, vixen, gypsy uh, group. That is a that is a weird group.
0: Yeah, that that's a standout period in Justice League history. And then there was one. I mean, every now and again, I think we talked ages ago about Zariel. Oh yeah, the angel, the angel that chose
1: to be in the Justice League. Yeah, <laughs> because he could do more good as an angel in the Justice League than just exactly. being an angel. Well,
0: you know, that Clarence guy would not shut the <laughs> hell up about that time during the Depression and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that time he was in the Justice
1: Society with Dr. Midnight?
0: <laughs> well, he was, a, he was there. it was the, the Spectre's guest. Oh, yes, yes. Kind of like being in a country club. It's like
1: bring your angel to work day. <laughs>
0: That's
1: good. Wow. Wow. <laughs>
0: That's good. That, that, that would be a great movie, Bring Your Angel to Work Day. It would be. Like, you know, take the sensibilities of angels in the outfield and, I don't know, kindergarten cop or something. <laughs> <laughs> daddy, take care. But Sort of what's... melted. But Zariel and Aztec were a couple of the ones that just didn't. I, you know, I needed a pep to bismol or something. To, I, to be I to... liked
1: Aztec, but I liked Aztec for the reason that you would assume that I like Aztec. If you look at Aztec, if you go to Aztec and you look at Aztec, okay, and then you look at who created Aztec, it was created by Grant Morrison. So I'm
0: going oh, to like okay. Aztec. well, I guess we can let Aztec go. Well, no, we don't
1: because <laughs> it's a really weird character to be in the Justice League because it was this – he was a creation – Based around the idea of the Mayan calendar and the world ending.
0: Oh it, yes! In fact, apparently he uh, his tagline was a hero for the new millennium, if he lives that long. Yeah, that was what the entire character was based around: is this idea that it was this
1: long game, and I don't know there was supposed to be a like a short miniseries, but it caught on, you know, like a, like a, like a maxi series, like a twelve issue series that caught on because. The idea of Aztec was it was the story of him trying to foil the the apocalypse. Okay. Through prophecy and all this stuff that was set up and <laughs> and and then oh yeah, and also he's gonna be a member of the Justice League now. It was just a weird <laughs> choice. It was a weird it was a weird, weird choice to to latch on to and, and use. But there were a lot of weird a lot of weird choices during that time period. Um, when when they let Jason Blood be a member of the Justice League because that seems safe.
0: Yeah, that's so true.
1: Because that seems like a good idea. Nobody,
0: there wasn't a lot of vetting
1: going on
0: sometimes.
1: No, no, there was not.
0: It was, And, you know, the Avengers are the worst about vetting because you just happen to be down the street at a mall opening and cutting the ribbon and there's a... Loki shows up and you run over and smack him upside the head. You're an Avenger now. Pretty
1: much, pretty much. Just like, oh, you're an auxiliary Avenger. You've been deputized. Like what? I didn't. I, I, I work didn't... at Annie Ant's Pretzels. Nope. You're an Avenger now. Yeah. You're a
0: pretzel, Get,
1: man. Sure you no, a pretzel Man. Make sure you Go bring some of those nuggets. Pretzel Man. Make sure you bring some of those nuggets that you that you shove into a uh, large drink cup with you when you come.
0: Because right. you're an Avenger now. Okay. And sometimes when you're fighting Loki, you get a bit snackish. That's that's right.
1: <laughs> also, uh, no, um, no stranger to the, if you, if you want a group that has enough weirdos in it to fill an entire episode all on its own, just the X-Men. Good night. Just.
0: Oh, it goes on and on. Um, I think somebody realized that uh, maybe they were channeling that uh, wild cards novel series yes. series uh, realized that you know there's a lot of aces but not a lot of jokers as it were to, <laughs> which were the the jokers were the ones who either had powers plus or did have no powers but they were just hideously deformed and misshapen. Um, I, I think I. Uh, I was like, who am I thinking? A wing? Is that the one from the X Men? They they realized that maybe if you're a mutant, you aren't necessarily just look like a normal guy or gal. Yeah, they had started. Hours.
1: Yeah, it worked so well for Nightcrawler that they were just going to start yeah, making everybody weird looking. the
0: Morlocks. So that, you know, like every single Morlock was rather misshapen. And then they had to go, like, all in. You never go full. Uh, Garth
1: oil, <laughs> But there are just some, not even, not even like misshapen, gross things, but just weird choices in there as well. Because the thing is, if you're a mutant, you can qualify. You get your, you know, you get, it's like getting a SAG card if you have a speaking line in a commercial. You can get it if you pay your dues. If you if you pay your tuition to the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters, you can you can get an X Men patch. So like a ton a ton of just weird weird weirdos got got X Men patches just over time. And uh, the one that I had mentioned to you that just cool character, love the power set, does not belong in the in in the field at all would be Cypher. One of my favorite characters, one of my favorite X-Men characters, the only time he got his due, besides becoming uh, Warlock, was that his name? What was the name of the... uh...
0: Oh, well, uh, his name was like Doug something.
1: His name was Doug Ramsey.
0: Ramsey, that's right. I'm an
1: X-Men. My name is Doug Ramsey.
0: Warlock, the inexplicable techno being whose dad was... uh, just a an exaggerated version thereof. Um, they, you know, they would combine to right. become Douglock.
1: Correct. Correct. Because he could, because he could, uh, what like speak his language or whatever, like cause,
0: because because oh, they needed. Okay, yeah. Well, the thing about it was, I I really I was very out of uh, X Men and stuff um after, during that period so i have just some touch and go knowledge like i think warlock arrived obviously during the sankevich uh, era yes yeah well and, to... and hung around but uh, so well, i don't the, know he was how... a
1: new mutant yes for a while and then um and then later was was kind of um combined into the regular, um, the regular X Men as a whole situation there, um, but yeah, Warlock was one where I was like, or Cipher was one where I was like, Get great power set, really interesting, could tell a lot of interesting stories. Stop taking him into the field.
0: Yeah, he was. He was should have been on Snapper car duty.
1: Right, right. He should have been uh, oracling it up in there somewhere.
0: I mean, I. I don't remember if there was ever coverage of poor Doug in the Danger Room, but all he was doing was being a surrogate victim. Right.
1: But the only time the only time I remember him really getting his due was uh, in that Asgard uh, Asgardian Wars crossover, when he stayed in Asgard and became the uh, he, he became the official translator because he can read all languages. That's the only time I remember him actually getting his due as a character. Um, but there are just a ton of like weird un- unnecessary unneeded um, X-Men characters that just don't that just don't serve a decent enough purpose to be X-men. like there's a lot of like X kids running around that are just like, no, not not okay. like uh, do you remember f- like forearm?
0: Oh, God, yeah, well, you know, because of the action figures, I learned about so many terrible X-Men characters, like Ahab and Forearm.
1: <laughs> There's also a character by the name of Long Neck.
0: Perks, I think. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, and I think you can probably just go ahead and guess what.
0: <laughs> I've got an idea about what he might, this incredibly malleable spinal column. Yeah, he's got
1: a long neck. I mean, that's pretty yeah? much what... What, where we're at with that
0: well it's sort of like you know you could probably manipulate the uh, vertebra of his neck because uh, fun fact uh, giraffes have the same number of vertebrae as humans they're just longer <laughs> God, God's truth it really is true they're just they're just incredibly lengthy vertebrae
1: shit did you learn on this
0: show I know I try to in, inject a little science in there and then we put a little graphic up about you know now you know something. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably what he was doing. It's like getting sort of a giraffe vertebra neck.
1: Getting giraffe neck. Getting all giraffe neck on that. But then you got like, and I I know this is going to incite a riot, but like dupe. Like what? Why? Like just I, I don't under I don't understand the concept of dupe, and I know that that's blasphemy because.
0: I don't understand the concept of – was it eccentrics or expatriates or extra helpings or whatever the hell the – Which ones? The the, the book that dupe originated in.
1: Oh, um, ecstatic?
0: Ecstatic. That's... <laughs> yeah, because
1: it's ecstatic. It was a – it was uh... –
0: I, I know it was supposed to be like you know uh big brother or m t v house party or something
1: it was yeah of, it, it was of X-Men. A, it was the it was the nearest it was it was far parody near homage to like a lot of the x books and it just yeah i i wasn't into it i mean, i know people that were, but they were not me, so I can't really give you. Any more than that on it? Besides, again, Alred did it, and if Alred does it, then you have to like it. It's like a that's like a rule that you have to live by yeah, exactly. in your life.
0: Now, there, there were some uh, oh gosh the, the well you know I, I've talked about it on the show ages ago back during the the first Warlock or Morlock rather uh, stories when the angel was kidnapped. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> Down into the sewers and and such like that, and uh, they uh, <laughs> there was a, a scene where you know when Callisto was defeated and either she or somebody else was um, incapacitated, and the uh, Cyclops is just very matter of factly, "Where's your healer?" Right, <laughs> and then this guy that showed up that looked like Merlin from Excalibur out of the clear. Great Blue, and it's sort of like, okay, why would you assume they have a healer? Do the X-Men have a healer? Right. I don't think so! <laughs> oh, God. Where's your... Where's... Yeah, do... bring forth your healer. Like, our healer, you say.
1: Uh, it's, yeah, our excuse
0: me now! <laughs> and, and here's... <laughs> here's one we've talked about before. Uh... And it, it's hard to say that it was necessarily a bad character or characters because I think they were meant to be. Okay. And that is uh, Section 8.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I, I think that that was meant more to be taken with a tremendous, like, you know, one of those lamp sized grains of salt.
1: Right. It's like the Great Lakes Avengers.
0: Yeah. But, uh, you know, and there are characters we've discussed before that bear mentioning uh of course Matter Eaterland. Sure. Sure. That, that came up a lot in the early days of this show, as many know. Oh God, what are the ones that I was thinking of? Um of course sometimes you get characters that are that belong to an age. Okay. And there's a point where one Burt Reynolds and uh one Jerry Reed <laughs> were uh Hauling Coors beer and other goodies across state lines and yes. <laughs> being pursued by Jackie Gleason.
1: <laughs>
0: and this is a period that gave us the licensed comic based on a slot car racing set.
1: Oh, man.
0: U- US One. You, Ulysses Solomon Archer of US One. The trucking, the, uh, you know, your, your big rig trucker. 1983's US 1 was not the be all end all for truck driving mania characters. Oh, no? There was another who actually uh, got. <laughs> all <responsible>. right, Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> there was. There another. is another. So, why didn't Yoda say, another? There he is. Hmm. Flipping up re- on your little... Uh...
1: Yeah, he wanted to be real clear
0: oh, about okay, yeah. about
1: this one. Like, he he corrected himself so, so everybody could understand.
0: Is, say it in the right order, I will. He had to force there himself. That was really That's hard right. for him to do. He had to force himself. But <laughs> that was none other than Razorback.
1: Oh, yeah. Who not only was a Crossroads trucker, but also... Donned a costume while doing so.
0: That's right. And and, and not only did he don a costume, he must have had a really high uh, high cab because that costume was about three feet tall in the head area, in the hood area.
1: Yeah, it was. he had a razor back.
0: And he had a radio-controlled semi-cab. Or oh, semi-cab. really? Yeah, so he could control it.
1: While he wasn't in it?
0: Exactly, So, but he would actually get a revival in the more tongue-in-cheek uh, She-Hulk. Oh, okay. But yeah, his, he was one of those guys that was so all-in that the hood of his costume looked like he just sort of hollowed out the neck area of an actual um, javelina and shoved his head through it because you had the, the whole head and snout and tusks and everything on that hood.
1: Yeah, he also must have a really high tolerance for, like, road heat. Because as far as I understand, every appearance he was in, he was in the costume. So we're led to believe that he just drove cross-country in this bear yeah. costume all the time. Exactly.
0: He'd, like, you know, back in and unload 20 pallets of groceries at the HEV. And...
1: Right. I mean, he's driving furniture like... for Meyer in a Roadhog costume. Right, <laughs> like... like...
0: Uh no, just don't ask, don't ask. He's like the log lady. Just leave it alone. Just, leave, just
1: let him do his. He's doing his thing. He always shows up on time. His weight's right. Just, we're not but, gonna, we're not gonna mess with him.
0: Can I ask him about his costume? Many have.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Many,
0: have. and, and it's not like the log lady, you find out there's some real tragedy behind his psychosis, and his
1: family was killed by boars. So he wears the boar costume, and you're just like, "Oh God, I'm, I am sorry, I asked. I did not, I did not mean." Whoo! All right, well, I'm gonna go back to uh, stocking groceries. That was my bad.
0: That's right. Wow. Oh, oh. mm-hmm. Yeah, you ever heard that, uh, that old trucking song about Big Joe? <laughs> right. I'm the one who didn't save that busload of kids. <laughs> <laughs> That is a seriously deep cut.
1: Yeah, That is a big deep cut. That is a deep ass cut. <laughs> oh, God. Guess what, Cole? <laughs> we are up against it. Oh, damn it! No way! Yeah, man. I don't know how that was an hour. Yeah. But it was 100% an hour. That is, that is wild. That is wild. Yeah.
0: Well, apparently, uh, one of the worst heroes of all time actually had one of the worst villains. Okay, or no, a, 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 a sub hero or a cohort rather, not a villain. Uh, apparently, uh, one Pennington Pennypacker.
1: That's a bad name.
0: Pennington Pennypacker was a uh, a co crime fighter in league with NFL super pro. God.
1: God, of course it was. Under the
0: name Almighty Dollar.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, I just, you know, I, I have to just leave it at NFL Super Pro. That really says it all. In the words of uh, Stan Lee, Nuff said.
1: Uh, I got one more, because we didn't touch on Spider-Man and his cavalcade of weirdos. But I did want to talk about Thomas Fireheart, who, um... That's Thomas fire. Fireheart was a CEO... Thomas
0: Fireheart sound like somebody that would appear in Xena or something.
1: Well, I mean, kind of. He was a, he, he was a CEO... Um, He's of Native American descent. He ended up being the CEO of Fireheart Enterprises. Fireheart Enterprises ends up at one point um, buying uh, the Daily Bugle. He purchases 51% of the Daily Bugle. He's the one that put Robbie Robertson in charge. Um, So this is Thomas Fireheart. Thomas Fireheart is also the Puma, um, where he uh, learns how to turn into a a werecat and also fights crime.
0: Ah, uh, the Puma.
1: Um, also, the reason that I want to talk about him because he was okay, a member. You know of... it's coming. You know
0: it's say coming. It,
1: say it. It's not the Puma. There you go. But he was a member of um, a superhero group that was short lived, which is one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about it because a whole bunch of Spider Man's villains all become good guys at, at at various points in their in their histories. So I wanted to talk about Molten Man. Because he's Molten Man is a villain come hero, um, who's also a man made of molten metal, um, but he um, he joined this group that included Sandman, Rocket Racer, and the Prowler. Remember Rocket Racer? Oh,
0: I remember Rocket Racer. He comes up a lot on bad hero and villain list
1: yeah he's another one that that's definitely in that category of, of just
0: weirdos because really elevated the skateboard into no or that was is it rocket racer yeah, yeah. rocket racer had a skateboard but somebody else did as well who i'm drawing a blank well on.
1: night thrasher
0: night thrasher yes indeed
1: but rocket racer had the rocket powered skateboard and the goggles and the head and the headpiece and he looked like a uh like a like an extra in in the beginning of enemy mine and yet, he was also a uh, a Spider-Man villain, come hero, come villain, come hero, um, just all across the board. But that's that's the story of Spider-Man's like Rogues Gallery. Like none of them stay bad guys forever. Yeah. Even even your Doc Ox don't stay bad guys forever.
0: Well, so, not when they marry their archenemy's mother, uh, aunt, rather.
1: No, correct. One hundred percent correct. <laughs> so yeah i think i think at that point unless you've got a good one to end on i think we need to wrap it up and just talk about how great it is that we have these weirdos that we're allowed to talk about because they're so much fun
0: oh absolutely and uh you know you bring up puma and it's it not reminds a puma. me he's of...
1: actually he's actually a uh, mountain lion cat. yeah so he's technically not a puma Nor is he i'll make the joke again that's... Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'll go back to that all well. Bring that joke back. I'll, I'll go back to that well as many times as I can. I don't give a shit. Bring
0: that back out of the barn. <laughs>
1: I'll, t- I'll take it for a canter around the yard. I don't <laughs> give a shit. It
0: did remind me of John Standing Bear. Yes, of the new fifty-two, which is recent enough to really be like, why are we going this direction? Who uh, apparently uh, took on the uh, mystical Manitou Stone. To become I I'm really honestly hasn't say this in any time period that I've been podcasting. Su- <laughs> super chief. Super Chief. Old, He's good old Super, super chief. chief. Super Chief. He's super chiefy. I I like
1: <laughs> I, I will always like Super Chief. I will always I will always enjoy a Super Chief. Oh man. Alright. Alright. I'm calling it. We've gone we've gone over.
0: Oh we did it.
1: Yep. <laughs> we did, oh, 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 we did it. We did it now. Yep. Yep. Well, just I think, now. just think 10 years from now, you're going to be going back and listening and have to catalog all of the references from this particular issue. <clears throat> oh, man. All right, well, why don't you plug us up with some plugs and uh, we'll get on out of here. Next week, we'll come back swinging with uh, with some villainy.
0: I like that. In fact, uh. We have been really overdue uh, with one of my favorite. Uh, One of the neat things going back, because I lent the name to damn near every issue of this series so far. And one of my favorite things that just sort of farted out of the ever-ticking brain was Roguish Eyes, I-S. The first one being uh, Batman's Rogues Gallery. We followed up with... uh, a Spider-Man rogues gallery uh, where we did a whole issue on what I had apparently less than 100 issues in um, had kind of landed on just while we were talking that J. Jonah Jameson was Spider-Man's oh my biggest God. villain and we did a whole issue on uh, titled Bugle Boy. Still, <laughs> still
1: stands to this day as your, your best revelation on this show.
0: I I really think that there's about three or four I've encountered that I'm like, I cannot believe that came out of my head. Uh, I don't remember if I mentioned this previously, but the uh, concept that Bruce Wayne is potential energy and Batman is kinetic energy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, did I say that? Uh, But the the roguish eyes series just opened. I mean, there's so many ways to go with it. And so, you know, who – better than the flash who he and Batman are both the ones who rogues gallery is attached to their villains on a constant.
1: Right. Right. And I, and I'm really excited to be able to get in and really research a lot of these characters, especially gorilla Grodd. Um, Cause we get to talk about apes and monkeys throughout history as, as villains, because one of the things I really enjoy about doing the, the, the roguish eyes, um, s- story arcs is we get to look in depth at a at a lot of the, a lot of the origins throughout time and history in in literature, and you know popular culture for where these these archetypes come from, and I'm really looking forward to, to delving into uh, these characters because there are some like I said at the top of the show they are some serious weirdos. No. yes. And I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about some serious weirdos.
0: Yeah, we had to buy ourselves a little more time because we were kind of, as we're getting back into the swing of things, kind of lost track of the hundred plus issues that are already lined up and what's next. And I thought, you know, what the hell? I don't know where it is in the rotation, but we really need to get back to roguish eyes. We haven't done an arc in a while. And, uh, you know, usually we... Have a little bit of a gap between arcs. Uh, sometimes this few is an issue or two, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of chomping for the bit to get back into arcing again because it's so much fun, and we can ride that roller coaster of, you know, building the momentum, uh, reaching that third issue, and then just it's uh, <laughs> we don't know. And are like, got "Aren't we done? the hell, aren't yeah. We done we now? Just...
1: I thought we were done now. We're not done. God, okay, I guess we got to I... do more." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where can people find us, Cole?
0: Well, we are coming to you from the uh, auspices, if you will, of the Jedi Cole Universe, JediCole.com. and um, every uh, first and third Sundays of every month over at DallasOnAir.com, You can check myself and Eddie Medina out from. Uh, I think we're back to the ten thirty to eleven thirty a.m. slot now that the world's getting a little bit back more back to normal. Nice. Uh, on the first and third Sundays of every month uh, with the live uh, streaming podcast show, The rant Pit Live, which is over six years old now. And, of course, on the first Sunday of every month preceding that from 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. Yes, I know I didn't do that last Sunday. I took a weekend off. Uh, is Isle of Toys, which is the most challenging uh show I've ever done because I'm constantly having to push to uh, to work the topics and find the people who know the topics far better than I am. So uh, those are a couple of places to find me and us. Um, right now, if you want to write to us, I'd recommend using the rantcorpit Pit R-A-N-T-C-O-R at com because that's the email I tend to check most often. <laughs>
1: there you go. And if you want to reach out to us on social medias, it's at HK comics show. We can, uh, we would enjoy it. If you did, uh, we need to get, I need to get back in now that, now that the world's getting back to normal and everything is getting back in, uh, to where it's sh- to, to where it should be with the podcast. We will, um, get back on the business of posting more often. Um, uh, and you'll be able to find us on there. Um, so in closing, uh, enjoy your weirdo misfit characters, uh, I I can't I can't express enough how great it is to find one of these when you're just reading comics and, and, you know, and just enjoying their presence in those books when they don't when they 100 percent don't belong there and they're trying to be shoehorned in. It's one of my favorite comic tropes ever. Um, So enjoy that. And uh, as Cole is um, reminded me to say on every issue, keep spreading that four color love and buy collect. Enjoy your comics. Uh, Say goodnight, Cole.
0: Good night, everybody.
1: Good night, everybody, and we'll see you next week uh, when we talk about some Flash villains.